God, this is going to be fun. Yeah, man, we got I'm three still... instead of two tonight. Yes. First guest since Dave. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is going to be great. And these fans, this is the behaving badly worst one, I think. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. It's and all built to this. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports Experience Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Ditola, sitting alongside my co-host, Chris Quinn, and our very special guest, Clint Lapsansky. That's right. Clint, uh, you want to say, wanna hey, say some stuff to uh, the uh, audience here? How's it going, audience? <laughs> I'm Clint, stand-up comedian from the Tucson area. Yeah. Clint, uh, you uh, are on the uh, Man's Gendered podcast, so if uh, anybody's listening out there, go check them out. Any information on that? Uh, yeah, Man's Gendered. It's available on YouTube, and uh, we also have uh, a Patreon Nice. With a whole bunch of episodes there that weren't uh, good, weren't uh, were, were too bad for YouTube, <laughs> so we had to put them on Patreon because YouTube was cracking down on our on our stuff. <laughs> so, I'll say this: it's a it's a good podcast. It's, it's really one good. that it, you feel like you're kind of just hanging out with them, and the conversation just kind of flows. And Lex drinks so many beers; <laughs> it makes me so happy every time. Yeah, it's actually very hard to uh, keep up. With Lex. With I the know. Beers. He's but a champion. You and try, I say that in front of Dom. Yeah. You try and then you throw up the next morning. That's what happens. <laughs> wonder you try to keep up with Lex. <laughs> I wonder where everything went. wonder yeah. what happened. You're just, oh, God, fuck my life. <laughs> but uh, the reason we have Clint on today, uh, not only because he's a great comedian and is also a fellow Tucson podcaster, is he is part, as an NBA fan, of our last installment of our Fans Behaving Badly series. Yeah, we're at Malice of the Palace, man. The, That's right. One of the most iconic events to happen in professional sports, especially American professional sports. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if you'll ever see anything like this again. It's like the towers coming down. It's where were you? When I mean, yeah. Ron Artest went in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really is. It's it's the NBA's 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for emphasizing that, because that's perfect. They're going to have a hologram of the old palace where it used to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ron Artest just getting hit by that beer. There's just a gonna fucking read. statue just... of Ron Artest in Indiana <laughs> climbing. <laughs> oh, oh but, man, that's uh, good. Before we go into this first episode, because it is a two-parter, so please stick around for part two, um, we're going to talk a little bit about both teams, the Indiana Pacers and Detroit Pistons, kind of leading up to this momentous game in November of 2004. So either one of you guys want to take it away? Well, I mean, I guess it started in 2001-2002. Yeah. Because that's when they picked up Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest. Which they is... picked up Jermaine O'Neal first, and then like midway through the season, they got Ron Artest. And then they were like a pretty good team. They were like pretty good, you know? Yeah. And got to, I think they got into the playoffs that year, but didn't make it that much further. But then no, the next uh, year. Yeah, the next 0203. Uh, yeah. Is when it, it really started. Yeah, they had a really good year, um, the Pacers and the Pistons too, because the Pistons went to the conference finals mm -hmm. that year against the Nets. So leading into 0304. The Pacers and Pistons are probably the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. And they both play in the same old Central Division. Yeah. And they both play very similar styles. So they were like straight up lockdown defense. On on the Pistons, you had like Ben Wallace and and well, I mean, yeah, back then with the Pistons, they were getting to that uh that uh, like bad boys pistons yes. image again yeah those early and you have like years scrappy pistons. scorers like chauncey billups yep. ben Hamilton. yeah ben wallace getting ben i know there you go i know colorado's finest <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, 03, the 0304 Pacers were fucking stacked, man. Um, they went 61 and 21, which was the best record in the NBA. And they had a really loaded roster with Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, fucking uh, Reggie Miller is still there, who's like the nicest person ever. Yeah, but he's at the helm. He's at the helm of Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest, who are both basket cases. And oh, are totally. Insane. Especially yeah. Ron Artest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron Artest has been uh, professionally diagnosed as somebody with that. Let's just yeah, let's just no, put it out there. It's you know real. he's he's yeah. uh, he is so much, and I, I want to say this: the really greatest defenders ever have been absolutely insane. Yeah, Dennis and, Rodman was a very well-adjusted well adjusted person. To be. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. You, it's you almost like you have to have this like vendetta against yourself, and you're just like. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Ron Artest, but he is without a doubt the best defender. And that's the thing about these two teams where these defensive battles have to be without a doubt the grittiest basketball game. And they all and have chips on their shoulders. Like, yeah, yeah Wallace is a them. shorter center. Like he's shorter yeah. than Tayshaun yep. Prince playing the fucking five and dominating. Like all their star players besides Reggie Miller were underrated players that oh, without all a doubt. on their shoulder. Steven Jackson and they were too. all from the they were all from the streets. Yeah. Like Steven Jackson. But in 04, we forgot yeah, to say Yeah, we're going back. They they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals in 04. Like they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with Pacers, Detroit. Yeah. yeah, the Pacers. And it it was a very like I mean very intense series. Well, yeah, I mean, hard fouls. Hard I mean scrabble, yeah. It's Remind that series reminds you of like old finals with the Lakers and Celtics, you know, oh, where yeah. it's just like, I'm just going to tackle you <laughs> so you don't get this layup. And yep. it will also make my team win the next game because Refs of how badass it whistles. was. Yeah. Yeah. And it had to hurt specifically for Indiana. I know this because not only did they have the best record in the Eastern Conference and the entire NBA that year. Detroit finished second behind them in the Central Division, mm -hmm. and Detroit wins. And for somebody like Ron Artest, who is like almost Mike Tyson in the way, he's the only NBA player I've ever seen who would go, I'm going to eat your children. <laughs> but like that has to just stick in your fucking craw, dude. Yeah, oh, especially yeah. for Reggie Miller, too. It was yeah. the closest he said he felt that he was going to get a championship was that year. And they well, every the finals like three years before, too, yeah. against the Lakers. Yeah, mm -hmm. Everybody was pretty sure that the Pacers were the best team that year, and it was surprising that they actually lost in the conference finals. But that's the thing is, like, where we lead into them getting Steven Jackson. So they literally had the best record in the regular season. They're coming out as the best defensive team. Yeah. And then this next year, they're like, oh, we're – we're going to double down on defense. And I think they lost in a game seven, I believe, because Ron Artest it was lost his cool. Game six. It was game fouled, six. Yeah, and fouled him, fouled Ben Wallace, and then two free throw, boom, and game over. And then Detroit moves on to play the Lakers with Gary Payton and Carl Malone ring chasing. Mm -hmm. Nobody gave Detroit a chance, and they won in five games. Yep. They were the NBA yeah. champions, which had to just, like, destroy fucking Indiana after well, a year where – and, I mean, these are two awesome defensive teams. Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest were all NBA uh, second team. And uh, or and Ben Wallace were second team. And then Ron Artest was third team. So. Well, Reggie Miller said he was just like, we were pretty sure whoever was going to the finals was going to win. Because of the way the Pistons handled them, they were just like, yeah, that was exactly how our team was set up. We were like, we could have <laughs> taken the Lakers out. So that was something for Reggie Miller, Reg, blah, Reggie Miller, which I always felt bad for because 
God, he's the nicest man. Well, Clint, you were so talking nice. pre-podcast about Reggie Miller and a little analogy. Oh, yeah. yeah, Reggie Miller. Like, I mean, this team that they put together in in, in Indiana is basically like the, like the 0607 Florida Gators, <laughs> where it's just the nicest Tim Tebow, the nicest person ever, is just in charge of four people that are in prison one is dead now aaron hernandez like <laughs> multiple murderers and yeah. i'm not saying the pacers were murderers like, no just they're not gang, murderers. actual gang members yes tim tebow is just throwing dimes to in florida <laughs> y'all need jesus <laughs> yeah well he's just praying to god john 316 on his face there's a guy that's like i just killed someone on saturday and, you know, <laughs> like, i should add they added that year the pistons rasheed wallace to the mix of the old jailblazers fan, yeah. which is just makes it spicier. I was going to say that inside game was so wild with the two Wallaces because they were both like just straight up as hard nose inside as you were going to get. And then you see with Jermaine O'Neal, like that, that's why the NBA of that time was so special for me because that those were the playoffs in which like I watched all of those games well yeah. it was all man up iso type shit because these are like the remaining years of the way the game was played back in those days and the way that it was you know constructed to where you could actually play defense you didn't have to go zone and that wasn't moving out of the paint like it is today and even not just not even like the game and how it's changed like just the presentation too back then yeah. was better like they, have you noticed like even in like the super bowl and like even in like nba all that like the logo has been the same right for 20 years now like it hasn't changed it's been the same font same everything for all of them like it used to be like its own special logo to the city that it's going to be at or like exactly. you know like oh it used to just look better too like it just the even uniforms look better back then oh totally like, yeah <laughs> now it's just a mishmash of shit yeah like some of them do like the throwback pretty well like memphis the grizzlies oh, have yeah. a very good throwback that they wear very often but those are legit it needs to be their their regular home those old you know, vancouver like, logos yeah oh my oh, god dude, those are the sweet. raptors logos pure 90s oh the, the raptors need to go back to that the uh pistons oh. teal yes oh that was god. the oh ones that was, those hill were without ones. yeah oh. the grant hill ones those were without a doubt my favorite and that's the thing is the aesthetic back then for us i can't tell if it was because we were like teenagers but like it was so appealing and so much more than it is now and i can't understand if like the games because they're like 110 to 114 and this game with the eastern conference finals ended 69 to like 66 yeah these games you know what i mean 70s, like these dude yeah it was just straight up a grind and i felt like the games were just more entertaining for me but that's just kind of leading us into this pacers team getting pretty wild with steven jackson because that's the addition that i feel like because a lot of these episodes that we were talking about there has to be like all this stuff leading up like this rivalry that pretty much just got lit and then they bring in another Somebody guy who's just, straight up yeah. like another hard-nosed defender and Can't then seen the dumpster fire bro yep. <laughs> but we, i think we should uh, start that like with why they got Steven Jackson. Yeah, yes, that's totally. And Steven Jackson was like a playoffs and NBA Finals hero in San Antonio. Yep. Like in Game Six against the Mavericks, him and Steve Kerr fucking won that series for them, and he played extremely well against the Nets in the following series. Steve Kerr is another guy. Like he's definitely invited to the barbecue. Oh like, yeah, totally. Know, like, Steve Kerr in the locker room says the N word a lot. <laughs> 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 like. 
<laughs> Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr, yeah. and he was just like, I felt so bad. Punch the <laughs> nicest guy. He's like Reggie Miller. <laughs> I mean, it was funny too how Steve Kerr probably just like just took it on the chin yeah. and just looked yeah. at him like, really? What's up, bitch? Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm just trying to practice. Now you're punching me in the face. <laughs> but no, like you bring Steven Jackson in and you're thinking, okay, the best regular season team in the Eastern Conference just got a little bit better. And why did they bring him in, Clint? Oh, yeah, they brought him in because Ron Artest was losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> like In like the first month of basketball, he was like, I want a month off. And he was rapping, Yeah, I so he could rap. And then they were like, no, you don't get a month off. You have to play. <laughs> and then he was like, all right. Well, a family member died. And he lied about a family totally member did. dying. He went to the Image Awards, went, right? Yeah, to like the BET Awards. Yeah. Yep. And then presented an award with like DMX or something. All right. So it was, it was the Source Awards, and he presented Source it with Petey yeah. Pablo. But let me say this: his he was so unstable in that uh, it was so Dude. close. I had to be specific <laughs> because that's why I loved it. Oh, but he God. was so unstable in that off season. He asked to retire. Yeah, that's what he was. He was asking, and they were like, "You have a six year contract. We just did a we max extension." So and, and he's like, "What? Like twenty six? At the how old is he?" I at think the he time? was a little younger. Yeah, yeah, I think he. But that's what I mean. Is <laughs> so he was that story. unstable. So and that's what the Pacers locker room. They were like, "We knew he had a psychologist. We knew he was seeing this woman all the time. We just no, yeah, not uh, yeah. sure if it was I working." I wrote that down. Also had a psychiatrist with him at all times. Yeah. she traveled with him. <laughs> Obviously, not doing a very good job. <laughs> like she was on the road games on the bench next to him. Like yep. it's okay, Ron. It's not your fault. Yeah. So, but that's a good preface. We're gonna get back to her oh, and her great. and her teachings, her breathing methods, because that gets yep. Ronnie into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> those does. Breathing methods. Oh, those breathing <laughs> methods come back into play for sure. Oh my god, this lady did not. You know, she didn't think ahead. She didn't. Well, she didn't do any favors for this. You can't you know. think ahead with Ron Artest. I mean, you I would have prefaced it with, it. "Hey, you can't do breathing methods in the middle of a game." <laughs> I would have prefaced it with that. Like, I still want. I'm a Detroit fan, so or no. I mean, I'm an Indianapolis fan, so you know. Right. Yeah, so they bring in Steven Jackson because they have absolutely no idea if Ron Artest is going to play this next year. Or if he does play, is he going to be at that level because he's obviously not focused on basketball because he's got his record coming out. But the good thing about bringing Jackson in, which you know I had researched, is he meshed really well with Artest and O'Neal because he had that like kind of like shitty background growing up. He was tough as nails, and all he wanted to do was win basketball games. So he fit that team and franchise yeah, like him a jermaine and ron together were like a super triangle of bad news yeah, yeah. no seriously though yeah. like but it the made them stronger bears. for so long <laughs> the, for like a good like 75 percent of the season they were killing it yeah but it doesn't happen after a certain event <laughs> no <laughs> and leading into the 0405 season you're thinking all right Two big dogs come into play. There's going to be an early season matchup between these two teams. Yeah. Between two teams who were in the Eastern Conference Finals a year before with the Pistons and the Pacers. And it's going to be in Detroit. And the NBA is excited about this. The television networks are excited about it. I think ABC or ESPN or both were televising the game. So, like, this is like an early season exciting matchup where – you're going to give fans an incredible game, or so they yeah, thought. It's, yeah. yeah, huge game. I think it, it sold was. out it, in like a minute. It yeah. was one of those, like in, insane. But I want to go back to Stephen Jackson real quick because oh, totally. there's this one quote 
that he has that is just amazing to me. Like they introduce him into that documentary, you know, and, yeah. like, and it just goes Steven Jackson. He's like, man, I smoke weed all day. I was doing my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron Artest's thing, when they first showed yeah, up, right. he goes, he was just like, well, I was telling him I'm going to guard their best player. And then I realized like, it, this is going to come to blows. So I guess Steven's going to fucking <laughs> guard the best player. And it was just like, that was the mentality of these three guys. And that's why going into this next season, they were looked at as the team that was to beat, essentially. And that was what Steven Jackson said when he got traded. He goes, everybody knows it has to come through Indiana. If you want a championship, you have to come through Indiana. And I was yeah. just like, come and take it. I love that. I love when guys are that confident with their team. And just to double down on how crazy our test was, when he got traded from the Bulls, he just goes, yeah, I'm glad to like not lose for like three <laughs> years anymore. He was just like, Really talking shit Completely on the team, on the yeah, which I yeah. love. Yeah, but leading up to this game too, there was a lot of things like going into it that are weird. Like um, one, Tim Donahue is oh, reffing that's it. That's right. I'm glad you brought that up, Tim yes. Donahue. That's yeah. one weird aspect. Who's a known gambler and game got fixer, game yeah. Conference yeah. Yeah. finals. Um, Bane Wallace is playing for his dead brother. Yep. Yeah, his dead brother. His dead brother. brother died a couple yeah. of days so earlier. So he's like, this there's, is big for him. There's all kinds of these things that come together to just make this perfect fucking cocktail. Yeah, and then Reggie Miller's in a cast because his finger's broken. Yeah. So and like, he's in fucking a business suit. So yeah, they're bench. missing their best player. Yeah. Their, their nicest player, <laughs> which yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it'll come into play later, but, uh, but like the guy that's going to be on the court and be like, no, yeah, like <laughs> just pull the Robin no. Williams and fucking goodwill hunting Ron. It's not your fault. They'll be like, oh yeah, that's Reggie Miller. I should probably not, <laughs> yeah, you right. know, like, or just uh, like break it up guys. Yeah. He's not there to do that. You guys want to smoke come a bowl on, in the hey. locker room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounding like Tony Quinn. Yeah. Hey, come on, guys. Come on. Hey, like, come on now. Just hey. Kermit the frogging it. Like, come on. But no, this is like amazing because there's all this drama. Indiana's playing on the road and being like, okay, you won the championship. Now we're going to fuck you up. And the stage is set. Everything is ready to go. And the fans are specifically rowdy for Detroit. Like they always are when they have a winning basketball. Especially, yeah, when they're bringing back the bad boy you know, image and they're just, they're ready for it. They're like, yes, finally we're bad again. Like, yeah. Right. Like <laughs> finally we are going to kick some ass. Like our team is yeah. good after a decade and a half of garbage, but oh well, I shouldn't say that Grant Hill was good for a while. Yeah. I feel that feeling coming up with U of a sports soon. Oh, yeah. oh my God. In like yeah. five years, we're going to be unbearable. <laughs> we're going to win. We're going to go to a Rose bowl, probably lose and still talk shit. Dude, if, this, <laughs> if they ever make a Rose bowl, this city will burn down. Like just making it, win it. They're going to burn oh, Casa yeah. Grande. Down there will it. be a new stadium built by next year. Cause we'll burn down the state, <laughs> taking everything with us. All the high rises. There'll be on fire. Yeah, you'll be driving down Swan, looking at the houses on, the street and there would just be like bleacher seats coming out of their backyard and you're like what the fuck <laughs> bleacher <laughs> yeah they will tear that the fuck apart if that ever happens that's for sure oh that's great all right all right that's uh episode one of malice in the palace come back for episode two where we talk about the insane fight that happens thank oh, yes. you all very much